Welcome to the 865 Elite Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Saha. Today's guest is Coach Drew Maddox. Coach played basketball at Vanderbilt University. He was the head coach of CPA in Nashville for over 15 years, and he is currently Vice President of People Development at Ashley's Furniture. Coach is one of the best leaders I have ever come across. Enjoy the podcast. How are you? Ron, I'm doing great. I hope you're having a great, great week as well. Thank you. You too. So just curiosity here. What are the similarities in your new uh, venture that you got from coaching from the athletic world? Yeah, you know, I I think there's so many uh, similarities. I think anything that connects you in a shared experience uh, creates margin and opportunity uh, for the great stuff to really happen. You know, a lot of times people see what happens on the court or score on a scoreboard, and that defines whether something is successful or not. But little do they know, you know, what is going on in terms of a locker room being transformed into a manhood classroom. And so that's ultimately what we were trying to do when I was coaching at CPA. And so we brought that same mentality, that same approach um, to furniture sales. So what it, regardless of it was basketball or furniture sales, we're still connected in a shared experience. We're still pushing what it means uh, to be in relationship with each other in pursuit of something bigger than myself. And then you, it allows you know, for margin and opportunity for you to really pour kerosene and gasoline on the good stuff, which are you know, the things that ultimately lead to fulfillment versus achievement, the things that really speak to you being purposeful, whether than just pursuing a goal. You know, elements that will fill up your eulogy as a human being more than just your resume in terms of what you are as an employee or a productive worker. And so all of those things were developed and all of those things were cultivated when we coached high school basketball. We just brought it to the world of commerce and to furniture sales. Yeah. With those lessons, how, how did you go about really getting the players to, I don't want to say buy into it, but really live on and off the court with those principles? Yeah, I, I think it's a couple of things. Um, you know, I really believe it was speaking life into each and every person in the room, regardless of who they were regardless of their on-court success, regardless of what age they were or their experience, every single person being excellent in their pursuit of doing their job. And the way that I define job is three elements, and this is specific to each and every person. The J stands for jumping in, being all in, being an all-in pursuer with everything I have in my being, mind, body, and spirit in pursuit of making the collective group better. Oh, owning my gift and as a responsibility of that, giving my gift away for the good of the group. And then B is building your legacy. What do you want to be remembered for? The way we define legacy was the intersection of now and then. Not just waiting on the end of an experience, but what I do today, what I do next, what I do in practice, the next word I say, the next thought I have, the next habit I build on is speaking life into and writing the story of what I'm going to be remembered for, which is ultimately ultimately my legacy. And so as you harness being all in, owning your gift, giving your gift away, 
and really being focused in the moment of building your legacy, you start to realize that every single person has value and every single person has worth. And there is strength in numbers with the good of the group being leveraged by the individual gifts and contributions of each individual member. You, that, you just reminded me of Coach Martin, and I've always thought that um, from afar. But that is, to me, why you're, all, like, you're still one of the best coaches is because you pour in to your players on and off the court, and that standard is there. And I'm not sure there's a lot of people like that anymore in, you know, specifically youth sports. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, and that's why I'm so thankful you're chasing with everything you have in your being uh, this new endeavor, you know, with this opportunity, this platform that's been entrusted for you to steward these precious stories that come into your program, these kids, these coaches, these parents, these families. Because I think the thing that we lose uh, focus of, Ryan, and, and I know you share in this belief, and certainly I'm honored that you would even speak my name in the same sentence, as you would with Coach Martin. But if we lose our focus on trying to win a weekend tournament, we are cheapening the purpose by which the platform was even entrusted to you in the first place. And so what, what we tried to do was try to flip the paradigm that, that our kids realized that they were valued through just being who they were, that value wasn't created by doing anything that basketball was something or youth sport was just something that they did. It was not who they were. It wasn't their identity. It wasn't their value. It wasn't their worth. You know, we live in a society and I'm, I'm sorry, I'm on the soapbox right here, Ron, but we live in a society where I can go to a website and somehow how many stars by my name makes me more worthy than the guy sitting next to me. Well, in the parable of the talents, we learned whether you were given five, two, or one, it doesn't matter what you were given. It matters that I use all that is given to me in order to make everyone around me better. And so that's what we tried to do. It wasn't about stars by your name. It wasn't about points per game. It wasn't about any of the tangible evidence that defined worth. Worth was strictly given and bestowed on you because you're a part of this organization, you're a part of this cause, you're a part of this culture, and you belong and matter. And we're gonna set the table for you to be able to pursue everything within your being to be the most true version of who you were created to be. Yeah, that is great. And it's very similar to, you know, so Ken McDonald who worked for Popovich is uh, with us in the program. And those same principles are, you know, the Spurs way. And you look over the longevity of the Spurs, and it all comes back to really caring about the human, but, you know, underneath the jersey or the polo, it, didn't, it doesn't matter if you're the equipment guy or the ticket salesperson. Everybody in the organization has a story. And, you know, like I call it like heart touches. Like everyone needs to Amen. really get to know your heart. And it, it really, you know, gets bit like buy-in to the organization as a whole cause. That, that's exactly right. And, and, it, and it starts with every single person truly understanding that they were created with purpose, on purpose, for a purpose. And that in order for the organization, you said the Spurs, 865 Elite, 
Ashley Home Store, CPA Basketball, whatever it is, in order for them to pursue all that they can be as a collective group, it truly does start with each individual member of the organization, regardless of your title, your experience, your job, each individual member in pursuit of excellence of being all that they can be and that ultimately the good of the group is dependent on their next individual step as they lean in towards excellence. Yeah, and I, I think that's the biggest thing, especially for adults, is being humble enough to realize that you can learn something from every single person you come in contact with because every person knows something different that you can learn from. No doubt. I mean, it, and, you know, uh, I think there was a book called Mindset. Carol Dweck wrote it, and you know she she speaks in that book about are you fixed minded, or are you growth minded? And you know I don't know about you, Ron, but but I don't want to be a guy that ever stops being thirsty for knowledge in pursuit of growth until the day I can't take another breath. So yeah. I think we're always becoming. We are always stepping into the potential of all that we can be. And so as I bridge the gap between who I am today and who I'm becoming, I'm starting to shrink the gap of my full potential. And as I start to overlay that over who I am and understanding my gifts and the needs of the world, and I shrink that gap at the intersection of becoming an impact, I'm living out my full calling and living a life that is truly built on fulfillment and joy. Yeah, no, that is, that is great. So now from a parent perspective, you have kids how do you go about navigating who you let in your kids circle in terms of the youth sports to make sure that their heart aligns with everything we've been talking about because it seems like it's become harder and harder to really find out people's hearts in the youth sports world yeah yeah i i think it's hard um you know because once again all that we've talked about honestly is countercultural <laughs> to what you see uh and so we need to you and i and others that anybody that hears our voices today we need to create a movement that is swimming upstream against the culture of youth sport which has become the golden calf in our society uh, you know youth sport in a shared experience has more people that participated in its community than church attendance on a sunday morning in our country so it is really surpassed in a shared experience, participation and attendance. And so we need more people like you, Ryan, that are doing what you're doing, fighting the good fight. But it really does start with alignment. And it starts with being very, very purposeful and courageous and convicted in what you stand for. You know, if, what I would tell a parent is this. First of all, it really starts with them. It really starts with who they are. Um, you know, a, a lot of times uh, as a parent, we try to play all the roles in the lives of our kids. We try to play coach. We try to play trainer. We try to play tutor or mentor or teacher. But you know what, Ryan, our very first responsibility, we are the one and only dad in this case, or we are the one and only mom that those kids will ever have. And so take on what it means to be a mom and a dad first. Be mom and dad first. What that means is you praise and you pour into them everything that you possibly can as it relates to being a great teammate, their effort and their attitude. And you align them with what the values of your house are. 
and you try to block out everything that you possibly can as it relates to celebrating the things that are metric driven. And that's what we've tried to do in our house. So as a dad, I praise or I really try to coach up opportunities around effort, attitude, and being a great teammate because I believe those are the ultimate controllables. The other things, you know, we're going to speak to, we're going to practice, we're going to try to get better the next time out. But we're ultimately just trying to make sure that I'm a dad first and I'm aligning myself in a value-driven approach with people that totally align with our household values and what we celebrate here in our house. That is so spot on. What about the challenges now with social media? Because it really seemed like people are advising parents to, you know, like create accounts for their fifth and sixth grade son or daughter and just constantly promote them, which is going against totally everything, like against everything we've talked Hello. Thanks for listening to the 865 Elite Podcast. We will see you next week.